What's up, guys? Welcome to Lunch Beers, episode 59. We got a packed studio today. Myself, Nikki Q, producer Ralph on the sticks, Eli and Jared. Of course, we got our office talk, beer of the week, uh, some playoff baseball, hockey's back, NFL, and of course, locks of the week. So how many TV shows do you guys watch at once? Because I feel like sometimes my schedule gets too crazy and I end up watching five different shows at one time. Mm, I'm a one. In, I'm a one. Yeah, one show kind one of in guy, binge. Dude. Yeah, it's just I. I don't know. I feel like I lose track of the storyline too much, and that's why people like throw all these shows. And I'll have a list. I'll watch something five years after it comes out and act like everyone when the hype was just all brand new and whatnot because i need to like keep the storyline relevant in my mind so like one one and done That's the only it. shitty thing about the binge method is spoilers right because i'm the same way like if a show just comes out it's just one season two seasons i kind of want to hold off so i can just binge five straight seasons but then you have to wait until five of those seasons come out i feel like if it's if it's a piece of content from a canon that i really really like like there's no way i can wait you know what i mean so i run into that issue a lot um i think the only show that i was like way behind the eight ball on was thrones and i just binged like all thrones and it was awesome um and breaking bad that was another one so i've been in that situation but like I mean, right now we have so many good ones: House of Dragons, like Rings of Power, Andor. Like, dude, like I'm I'm tuning in weekly. I can't wait. I'm cracked out, dude. I'm bricked up. I can't wait. <laughs> it is. I totally get it. It's tough. I kind of, I kind of like to do a one funny show, one serious show at once, and so like I kind of like to keep it to two. It's called balance. Yeah. So it's like I have a funny show that I can watch when I'm trying to fall asleep. And then when I'm trying to get locked into something, I put on like the serious drama show. Have you even caught up on Rick and Morty yet? I have not because I like to just binge God. it. I'm telling That's you. Fair. I'm That's a, a good binge guy. Show. And have you been spoiled? No, I haven't. Look at I that. feel like Rick and Morty isn't really talked about like it used to be. It's hard to, to spoil too. I also it's, think yeah. we're, we worry about spoilers because we're in the age of everything's in your face all the time of what just happened yesterday. But our memories don't work like that. So I think if you wait three years, like it'll probably fizzle I, out. I I also feel like with the Rick and Morty um, substance like being talked about, I feel like streaming services are seriously locking down uh, on their content. Where like Adult Swim, that's the only place it's at. It is shut down everywhere else. So like it, it brings into the whole conversation of like you got to pay for a trillion different streaming services right now to get the exclusive type content or it's basically cable. Like cable is just in a new form right now. Yeah, you know what they should do? They should package all the streaming services into one bundle. <laughs> to one and wire then... that sticks out and you plug into the wall. Exactly. <laughs> so Kate. <laughs> I think we did Bingo. it, guys. We got a billion-dollar idea on our Jesus hands. Jesus Christ. How, how do we feel about, uh, like, Netflix bringing in commercials? Ooh. Dude. <laughs> Not good. Hulu's about to go out big time, yo. Yeah. I just – I don't know, man. I was watching um, – I was watching Bo Burnham's uh, Inside Outtakes uh, from his 
Inside Out special. It's like all of his unreleased clips. And this motherfucker took time to set up like advertisements, edited on his photo, be like ad coming in five, four, three, two, one. And I started freaking out and grabbing my remote and he just put it in there to fuck with you. And I was like, oh, my God, like Netflix actually did the ads and whatnot. And like I was borderline like pissed for probably those five seconds when it was like skip ad. But I, I don't know, man. Ads kill it. I'm always everything. paying more to not have ads. 100 percent. Right? I just can't. Spotify premium, dude. Like even when I had my student email, I was still just paying the premium on top of the regular discount breaks. I was like, fuck these ads, dude. So annoying. You got to treat yourself. There's only one time in the year that we Americans won ads, and that's Super Bowl Sunday, baby. <laughs> one, you get one day of the year, right? That's it. That's why they pay the big bucks. But those aren't ads in my mind. It's just that's an, entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, it's yeah. thirty sec, uh, thirty second episodes big, right there. Big, dude. big show, big showing for that. So it's not just the you Coinbase know, box. I'm, I'm watching Friends for the seven trillionth time, and I'm seeing a Charmin fucking commercial for oh pooping. my god dude speaking of that bro i have this reoccurring issue kind of rip it right back to work from home office i feel like it's its own beast it's not the same as anything else I, anytime i have like a break and i go into another meeting i always have to go number two do a big old poo like within three to four minutes of the meeting like to the point where like you're really playing with fire where it's like your stomach might still be rumbling at like 44 and it starts at 1045, maybe a specific number from today that I'm bringing up right now. But like that, dude, that'll take your whole day off the rails. Mm, especially um, it's kind of like you have to uh, time your coffees out throughout the day, too. Because that, that is definitely rough. Give no dumping periods. <laughs> or like when you have a meeting like with not only your direct superior, but like. You know, your boss's boss. Yeah, God. That's- yeah. <laughs> there, there's so many times when uh, I'm at work and I'm like, I have two, three something hours worth of meetings and I don't even have to go take a shit. I'm just like, I got 30 minutes. So I'm just going to like preface this and go force one out and get, yeah. a, get a couple hemorrhoids because I'm like, what if it just hits me in the middle and we're talking about Shot. something important? Like, so I'll just go like sit in the toilet. I won't even do anything. I'll just play games on my phone at Dude, that you point. Rip but a I'm black like, cup of coffee. I'm I'm ensuring that I'm not gonna want to shit my pants over those three hours. Listen, if you work for a person or a superior that doesn't understand that the shit is a sacred time and it is also a human function that we have no control over, you don't want to work for that person, right? I used to tell my old boss he would like he'd like to have these little team huddles in person, like to start the the day, and it was like I was always at the office early. And, like, I'm settled, I'm eating my oatmeal, and I'm having my coffee, and promptly around, like, 8.30, when he liked to have those, dude, the poop is, the poop's coming, dude. And I would tell him, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that we would, it's like, you can have me for the day, or I can stand here and listen to your little, your little huddle and shit my pants and have to go home for the rest of the day. And yeah. that was when he was like, okay, like, what, you gotta go, you gotta go. So, they got real yeah. barbaric on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to. The human bodily function, now. <laughs> you guys ever accidentally shit your pants in the office? Not, Thank God. Not no. in the office. How many times have you shit your pants in your lifetime? 
Nah, probably a lot more when I was younger. Because my say. well, no, I mean when when you're <laughs> trending com- down when when you're competent <laughs> when you're competent. I'd say like three times in my life. Mm, I'd I like, mean, the last time was a while ago. Yeah, the the last time that I did it uh, was when I just found out that I was having like a lactose allergy, um, oh. and I was lactose intolerant because I just couldn't tolerate it. Nerd. So, Dude, I had the tour of Italy at Olive Garden when Olive Garden was a thing. It's all cheese, dude. I'm on the drive home, and I'm like, mom, mom, bro. I, just, I shit my pants, and we we had um so hard. I was like, I was like 14 or something, and uh, like we had cloth seats in the fucking thing. I had to like vacuum. Oh, it was terrible. But yeah, there was like three solid times in my competent years I've pooped my pants. Um, I was in the hospital once for like 11 days just shitting blood. I pooped my pants like a very large amount of time during that. So um, I'm going to be the outlier here and probably be close to around the, like, the 11 to 20 range. Um, yeah, I've had like multiple surgeries on my ass. So it's just like – it's just, just – yeah, I mean – Shit happens, you know what I mean? <laughs> shit happens. Shit does, in fact, happen. How was Vegas, Jared? Uh, I'll tell you what. Well, shit was happening out there, that's for sure. Um, well, getting out, we uh, we left on Saturday, um, and getting out was wild because, you know, you obviously had the, the hurricane was delaying a lot of flights around the country and thoughts and prayers to uh, everyone affected and our boy Hurricane Sags. Um so the flight right next to us to Miami got canceled, like, and then I was like, fuck, like, ours has been delayed twice, it's going to get canceled, and I'm not going to have anyone to watch football on Sunday. But, uh, nope, all good. Golf clubs get out there just fine. Um, and you. <laughs> and me. Stayed at the Excalibur, had some uh, comped rooms for a good amount of time, which was dope, and we got to go to uh, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Biggest sports book in the world, had a good week in football. Um, but give you, this is my third time out there in my early to mid twenties. So a couple of pro tips now of, uh, I've survived Vegas three times in my twenties and haven't gone in a significant amount of debt. Number one, um, always buy your liquor from the ABC store. Yeah. You might have to get an Uber or walk around out there just to go get some, but you're going to save a lot of money. Same thing with beer, CVS. You can get beers out there. It's open carry. Um, open carry with open beers. carry, yeah. So you can walk the whole strip, open carry. You won't Keep get in that trouble. Thing on you, yeah, it's great. But uh, you know what I mean. You go to the casino, you're paying like six ninety five for a Bud Light. I can go into the CVS and it's like a regular two dollars. So and they're tall boys, which is great. We love those. Um, pro tip number three: always get, if you're if you're a sports gambler, obviously it's the best place to watch sports in the world. Eli and Nick can vouch. They've uh, they've come. Don't be worried, like, oh, I want to have the experience of betting at the window, yada, yada. Don't, because you're going to miss numbers. You're going to lose money. Same line. Um, Get it early. Get your numbers early, and then if you want to get down more when you get there, you know, get down more. Um, And always tip your dealers. You know, take care of the dealers. But uh, a lot of good dinners. Played two rounds of golf, um, which was dope. Uh, Golfing out west is the shit, that's for sure. And How'd you shoot? Uh, pretty pretty okay. Ninety six on Tuesday and an eighty seven on Thursday. Oh, so, eighty seven. That's yeah, nice. Three birdies. Yeah, that was that was a fun round. That's a good number. Yeah, Paiute uh, Reserve, which is on Native American land. Um, we definitely all have to go play there. And the other one was Chimera Golf Course in Henderson, Nevada. Very very nice course. Uh, pictures, landscape was great. Um, had a great time, and then came home and went to Sunday night football and watched the Ravens. Uh, yes, yeah, week one great, out against the Bengals. So great, great week. It was uh, yeah, walking on cloud nine here. I feel like I have to add, as a guy who's never been to Vegas, oh, 
Frank of all people, bro. This guy who's never been, it must be pretty cool holding like an actual ticket in your hand, though. Oh, it is. It's yeah. so fun. Dude, do it's your the props best. there. Yeah. Do your player props. Put your big bets in and then get your player yeah. props out of Vegas. That's surprising that you've never been to Vegas because I remember there right were now. times that sports books were calling you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that was I, wild. I definitely need to get out there. I'm just saying if we uh, go on a particular trip in you know the next couple of years, wink, wink. Um, we're Ooh, de- we're definitely like going to have to uh, stay like that. Stay out by the Native American land and, and, play, close your ears. and play golf <laughs> where, uh, where, uh, where we went to play in the Paiute Reserve. There's three courses designed by Pete Dye, and it's like the scenes and the mountains. Are, Sounds phenomenal. Yeah, they, dude, the best putting greens I've played on like in years, man. They were awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure you had a lot of beer down there. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of good beer out there. We went to this one brewing company. It was called Abel, Abel Baker Brewing. Um, I've been looking online when you guys look. Anyone out there in the beer battalion, if you can find um, any store wholesale area that sells beer from Abel Baker Brewing, please uh, send it in to us. I had an Atomic Duck. It was awesome. They're a great brewery. But uh, I brought this one in. It's called Cosmic Ranch. Uh, This reminded me of my time on the four-wheelers out in the Mojave Desert in Arizona. And it's got it's just the can is fucking can awesome. Is sick, you got yeah. stars and meteors. You don't know if it's Mars, the Moon, Titan, but it's a cowboy, it's a pale and his horse, and their in their space uniforms, and yeah, it's so wicked. Five point five percent ABV, uh, sixteen ounce can. Again, a pale ale. The can is really cool. I do like the whole. Oh, he's got oxygen for him and his horse. That's good. That's good. Beer for my I, horses, um, baby. I, I got a really, little, really smooth beer. I got a little synapse here from uh, from the site. If you want me to read it out, Let's real hear quick. It. yeah. A crisp, crisp citrus forward crusher of a pale ale. It pours a golden yellow with a bit of haziness in the glass. Oh my God, Jesus! Motuka mosaic cryo and centennial shine bright on a simple malt bill. God, dude, these I know some of these, these words. <laughs> these um, these breweries are wordsmiths. You ever read some of their stuff? You're just like, where the what kind of Shakespearean bullshit is this? Uh, lemon, lime, grapefruit, and pine linger nicely as you take this one down. Ayo, I yeah, I mean, I really like take this. It down. <laughs> this is probably the definition of a crisp citrus in my book. How about it? Uh, drinkability is really high, five point five percent ABV. Uh, that's really solid. Really good beer. Like the name, like the can. Uh, I'm going to go 7-8. Seven, 7-8. Eight. Seven, eight. Yeah, I'm getting a – when they say that, like, a bit of haziness, I'm definitely getting a very light sense of that, being that hazies are what I normally lean to. So it's very, very nice. Um, and I'm also getting a lot of, like, the lemon-lime, like, the bitterness out of that. Uh, which I am a big fan of as well. So this uh, leans towards my my bias. Um, I'm honestly, Frank, like I'm right there with you. I'm honestly just going to match you on the score at 7.8 as well. This is just very delicious, and um, it's not jumping out at me, but it's very up there. Yeah, this is a really good beer. The can's sick. I like that the horse is taken care of. That makes me feel good. Um I kind of agree with you guys. I want to take it a step further. I think it tastes like a crisp fall leaf when Tom Brady wins with the Patriots and I cash all my bets. So I'm going a little bit higher on this one, but I agree with all the flavors that you guys described. I'm getting it all. I'm going to 8.4 here. 
This is a really citrusy beer. I would like to have this cold out of a out of a pint or a proper glass. Um, I think that would even elevate the flavor even more. And the fact that this was in my car for like an hour and fifteen minutes and it's still holding this strong flavor is, uh, you know, that's just you got to commend that type of effort right there from Half Acre Brewing. Um, I, I love the can. Like I said, the can's awesome. The beer is great. Drinkability is up there, like Frank said. Um, I think Nick really described it well with the the citrus and then the haze that follows. Um, it's just like a cloudy orangey and then the beer flavor at the end. Um, I love this beer a lot. I'm going to go with an 8.2. There it is, our Beer of the Week Cosmic Ranch from Half Acre in Chi-Town, Illinois. Uh, moving on to some sports. How do you guys feel about Draymond Green and uh, him assaulting Jordan Poole? Dude, Draymond Green is like, he's the exact guy you expect to hit a shooting guard. You know what I mean? Like, this dude sucker punched the shooting guard. I don't care what anybody says on the internet. Not that I have the threads bookmarked. But he he goes up. If you go up to a man's face so close up on him that, like, you're borderline kissing him, right? And he pushes you off. You started it. It is that simple. Like, you did not need to do that. And then he sucker punches Steph Curry squared. No, I'm just kidding. He's not that nice. But <laughs> he'll take over eventually. I, I feel like that's just such bad uh, locker room chemistry at that point. Like, uh, the things that I've been seeing is that there's a lot of shit talk coming towards Draymond Green, which, whatever. I mean, I feel like that's part of the sport of basketball. But it's your own teammate. And the lack of respect there that leads to that is just poor decision making on the coaches and the staff so i don't really care what happens to them i feel like the organization should really understand that vibe that's going on amongst players and and kill it before it gets to that point no big corporate business understands anything no i've played on teams like this um and the coaches do absolutely nothing and you have to deal with that type of environment for a long period of time and everyone's like oh why don't we suck it's like uh he has a bunch of dicks but um, I think I thought it was funny was uh, you saw the Steve Kerr interview. He was like, "Yeah, this is the worst thing that's happened in my tenure." And then, there's, <laughs> and then my boy Devontae Adams is te- getting a bigger fucking repercussion than Draymond literally assaulting his own teammate. Like, dude, I, I I'm just sick and tired of he hit like, somebody who's poor. That's no, why, I'm just si- I'm just sick of rich people not not like having to deal with repercussions. Like, period. You know what I mean? Like, okay, even Devontae would hit the dude whatever. It's like. Whatever comes to him, it's pocket change. Like, it's just, y'all got, like, you can't act like this. Because then it's like, there is a food chain, and the and the universe is chaos. So if you really want to fuck around and find out, like, these people need to get on the level playing field. Because this behavior is just egregious. I, I feel like the issue is the glamification of, like, these celebrities and whatnot, where regular people are scared to do something about it because of their fame and backing. So... But we should link our podcast with Jamon Green's podcast. His podcast probably doing numbies right now. <laughs> His yeah, breast right? stinks. Telling everyone why I punched <laughs> this guy. Let me tell you why I punched my teammate. His breast stinks. Yeah, I feel like it was a sucker punch for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. If you're gonna put it, right, if you're gonna get up Jordan in his face and he pushes, give him a second to square. Up. You got to give him a second to square. Yeah, I mean, like, that's your teammate fight, too, though. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, like, you shouldn't no really one's be expecting angry. that out of your teammate. Yeah. And what situ- what what situation was that bad where? You had to you had to just get all up in his mouth like that. Draymond yeah. soft. Is it <laughs> sexual tension? You know, like... Draymond's whole mouth though. Yeah. Well, with October also comes 
playoff baseball. Before we get to the Yanks, I think Jared wants to uh, rant a little bit. Go I mean, ahead, Jared. It's just we all hate the Astros. <laughs> um, pretty much as much as everyone in Golden State right now hates Draymond Green. The, the hatred is mutual across all fandom. Um, and I just don't understand the call yesterday in game one of the division series in Houston. Seattle bringing in Robbie Ray. Um, first of all, he's not a closer. He's never closed in his life. And, oh, we want to go lefty, lefty. Um, why the fuck do you want to bring in Robbie Ray, who's given up 23 hits, 13 earned runs, and 10 and two-thirds innings with a 10-9-7 ERA, a 2-8-1 whip, and Astros have slashed 442-509-865 against him? Like, when, it, it, I'm, again, I get, it comes down to the point where I'm tired of people being in high positions, just making shitty decisions and not, like, yeah, maybe they'll deal with, with some, like, backlash from the public or reporters, but three days later, it gets swept under the rug. Like, yo, there's got to be more accountability for just terrible decisions. And, I mean, I guess the Mariners will deal with it because they're going to lose this series now because of just an awful idea. Meanwhile, you could have left in Paul Seawald. Here's his numbers for the year. 64 innings pitch, 32 hits, 19 earned runs, 10 homers, 72 Ks, 17 walks, 5-4 and four with 20 saves. 2.67 ERA with a 0.77 whip. Why do I want to take him out? If you don't want to pitch the Alvarez, just put him on base, and then you have an out in any bag, and then the worst-case scenario is on a gapper, they tie it. Either way, a home run, you pitch the Alvarez, or the next guy beats you. There's no way Alvarez is going to score from first, and there's no way that they're going to take Alvarez out of the game in the, in the off chance that he might get another bat in extra innings. So I just, I don't know. That was the most head-scratching, dumb, just managerial move I've seen in a long time. And I don't understand. Hey, you know what though? Thank God for the New York Gobble Ghouls. Yeah, Take baby. Game one. Come on. And the Bronx. Come on. I saw someone put a uh, prosciutto on a fruit roll up wrap. <laughs> he was <laughs> taking it out. So, um, Gobble Ghoul. Hey, besides that third inning, I feel like it was pretty stress free. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. It was so sad. That was like the usual. There, there was like the two, the wall. two or three yeah. moments where they had yeah. like, Two guys on base with like a heavy a heavy hitter coming up, but like Yanks got out of it, man. We uh I had a studio session with a buddy of mine last night and he uh he has a really cool setup and he has a TV right above everything where I can watch sports with no one else has. And I will say honestly, like when was that when was the home run hit? Rizzo home, home run or the run? Bader home run? Bader. Um, like the third, the third. No, you, right, no, it was the third inning. Up. No, yeah, really? it was in the third inning. Okay, Final right around third. that period, I was just like, it was nice because I was like, I don't have to like stare at the TV to know that the Yankees are going to win. I was like, I was actually comfortable in Yankee playoff baseball that they were going to take the game, and that know. that's, I mean, it's a good feeling. You I can't deny the feeling. I was anxious. You're always. Anxious. I didn't have that feeling, <laughs> dude. I just saw Garrett Cole could have went deeper in that game for me, like for a guy that's getting paid three hundred mil. Hey yo, he was pitching the batters that were hitting like two thirty eight on the year, and going into two zero counts or like throwing the breaking ball out of the zone a couple times when they proved they weren't going to chase it instead of like throwing the two. And it, I don't think it comes down to like him wanting to attack hitters. I just think it's just a lack of control. He's given it a home run in nine consecutive games now because he misses down the plate. By just trying to throw nasty two seams and sliders, he has no idea where they're going. Like, I mean, dude, you want to be the best and you want to win these playoff games, you got to be able to throw the gas with the movement in the location. There's guys in the league that can do it. They'll show themselves. I mean, the Grom's won 
hasn't been too good again dealing with injuries but like you're gonna get paid that much I I need to see just a little bit more out of him in his next start um but obviously across the stat line he was awesome he definitely earned his pinstripes and I mean the defense really that let him down too in a couple spots. So I feel bad for Gary Cole, bro. For him to win you over is like winning over like a spiteful ex. <laughs> I, you know, he says he's a Yankees fan though, and then he was a part of that Astros team. I'm sorry, if I was a Yankees fan, and that was going on. I mean, eh, maybe I would fucking say something. You would tell someone. I, I mean, it, uh, it's not going to affect my paycheck in any way. If I'm a free agent, I'm planning on leaving anyway. You still have to pay me. It's in the contract, so. Not, yeah. Maybe I would. I think you know uh, what I mean. Maybe, maybe I would. Maybe Fuck a you. little premature to give him his pinstripes. Yeah. He, dude, it's his first home playoff game, and he he won. Dude, eight K is come on. What five and five and a third, six and a third, or whatever. Like, yeah, that was a good game. Kept him. us in it. Good game. Uh, I have to just bring this up between playoff baseball and NFL. Why the fuck is hockey starting so early? Uh, just that's all. I'm moving on. That's I just had to say that it's just it crazy, weird, right? But the Rangers Yankees parlay is coming in last night yeah. for sure. Um, so the NFL big week, a lot, a lot to be had. Um, from last week, I know Jared already uh, already touched about or touched on it from uh, Monday night football. It looks like he was charged with a misdemeanor assault. Which is ridiculous assault misdemeanor. What you like, bro? That cameraman. What? That cameraman went and got like a medical evaluation. So what do you do when you get hit by somebody that wealthy, bro? Is this how it works? Like with the different states and different laws or whatever? Because how is Draymond Green's punch not not assault, he but Devontae's charges? Jordan pulled in the press charge. The difference is the cameraman pressed charges against. Like he said, oh, you did this? All right, bet I'm going to get paid. But there's still Jordan, like Jordan jurisdiction pulled. in the area that it has to enforce a law that is written down. It says this Everybody, specific type of yeah. action results in this specific type of fine. I mean, like, yeah, but also, like, the eyes that see the action are going to be determining we all saw, what pays. But it is ridiculous. I mean, but, you know, good for that guy. You know, get your bag, yeah. dude, for sure. Get I your feel bag. like that was definitely on purpose. Yeah, I'm getting my like, bag. Like, how do you want Walk yeah. right there at that exact moment. Especially if I'm a Raiders fan or just like a Adams fan in general and he's acting like a little bitch. It's like, hey, man, you wanted to come play here, right? Why are you mad? You know, you had a good quarterback. I wonder if he's the next AB, but I would be mad. No. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> come on. I, I would be mad if you wanted to go play it on the Raiders and then you get underthrown by the guy you want to you he played play in college with. together. You can't say yeah. he doesn't know his type of caliber and he, of play. And he gets underthrown on every seat. There were so many breakaway runs that he could have had if Derek Carr just placed the ball. Nah, Derek Carr, I, I won't stand for this Derek Carr hate. I won't. <laughs> Derek Carr is not that the bad. The amount of times he got underthrown. He's not great, he's but just he like, ain't the fo- Yeah, he's also not used to having, like, a... Now you should be I, I, want, I, want to, I want to say D1, him, but they're in the NFL. Let him dial like, in. We're five weeks in. I will say Derek Carr has a tremendous underthrown pass interference ball. I mean, like, this oh, just yeah. like an automatic pass interference every time you underthrow someone. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. unreal. Frustrating for fantasy like, owners. Almost better than Joe Flacco. Yeah. Or bro, Carson Wentz last bro, year. The, the flags this year, uh, not this year, the flags this last week have been insane. Like, Vegas is definitely getting its grips now. On the on the refs, no, uh, I just think the refs are clueless, dude. Yeah, but they're like, just clueless. They're seeing eye dogs. The back to back roughing the passer on like Brady and then um, uh, fucking Carr, right? Was just insane, dude. And 
that that whole game was just like insane. And the past like two or three games, like the Kansas City one, dude, it was flag, 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 or stop the game for thirty seconds and let's debate if we need to throw a flag. And they never not. It's just bullshit. The in NFL my opinion. is the ref show, dude. It is, yeah. No fun league. That's why you no play the numbers. League. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to some NFL preview. Ravens and the New York Football Giants Ooh, play this week. Jared, how do you feel? And MetLife. Everybody report to nervous, the dance Jared? floor. Um, Jared, here's, nervous? here's what I know. We got the best kicker in the league. Nervous? So anything <laughs> past the 50 yard line is automatic three. So I think we can move the ball past the 50 yard line on your defense. No problem. Um, however, I am nervous about the Ravens defense and their ability to stop the run. I'll say this. Um, I'm going to be betting Saquon Barkley over perhaps as soon as they come out on receiving, uh, on receiving yards. Correct. Um, dude, they were, they were dumping off to Mixon last week and he was just taking off 15, 10 yards, just catching the ball out of the backfield because they're, the secondary is so broken right now. They really have to focus on the receivers. And even though the Giants receivers aren't good, um, I think they're going to open a lot of space. Definitely an under type of game, I think, and it's going to be close and come down the wire. Um, I definitely believe the Giants will cover the five and a half. That's for sure. I think it's down to five last time I saw it. Mm, close the line valley for me. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure. It's also kind of crazy that um, uh, Daniel Jones is only averaging 160, I think, nine uh, passing yards per game. Giants leading receiver is some rookie with 17 catches uh, for like 177 yards. I think it's James Ritchie, uh, which is just crazy. Like that's our that's our leading receiver, and the Giants have the most expensive wide receiver room in the NFL. Just had to bring that up. That is wild. That's that just crazy. That's insane. It's just crazy. Pretty sure Devin um, Duvernay has more yards than him too. So, uh, so look out. But yeah, it's gonna be pretty exciting. You want to do a little mares bet? Uh, maybe. I got I got I got some good action on this actually. I got Ravens money line and uh, Yankees to win the series against the Guardians parlayed together for plus one thirteen. So I like. I, I'm kind of holding on to that right now. I like it. Um, what what do you got? Mares bet. Let's hear it. Hmm. If the Ravens win, uh, I will give you this Yankee hat, and if the Giants win, you give me that Yankee jersey. Oh, no. No way. No way. You're not getting my Matt Carpenter jersey. The Ravens have lost in the most heartbreaking ways possible, and I'm not giving up my Matt Carpenter jersey to... Dude, uh, I think I saw a thing where feeling. the Ravens have only... Uh, or the Ravens have led the football game for, like... Out of all the games they played, they led for, like, 85% yep. of the games. Two, there are two losses, 17 points or more in comebacks. <laughs> So they were up 17 or more and they lost going into the second half, mind you. Yeah. I'm not, I can't take any more pain. All right. If they're going to lose, I'll just, I just got to move on. It's all right. I'm on to the Giants. It'll be a good game. And they just, they just beat the Packers. But you know what? I think, uh, you know, who knows? It's going to be a good game. Ravens coming off like a a squeaky win, but a big win, obviously, against a division opponent. Ravens coming off a squeaky win. Giants coming off a good win. But also, they have to travel a very long way. When a squeaky win meets a good win. Yeah, and a lot of travel. So we'll find out. That's some analytics right there. And we'll find out. Okay, I got a good one. If the Ravens win, I will buy you a beer. If the Giants win, you will buy me a beer. Okay, I got no problem with that. No problem at all. Okay, best game of the week, Bills Chiefs. Uh, This is obviously the rematch from the divisional round last year. Uh, easily the best game 
of the whole weekend. It, it's I always, wish, how is this not prime time? But it's always a mini Super Bowl between these teams because they're just the best of the best. I mean, Cowboys Eagles will still be good though. Yeah, yeah, it will be. But I mean, Bill, you're right though. It should be. It is the, if that, it was if it was Dak Prescott and the Cowboys were four and one going against the five and zero oh Eagles would be a little different. But I mean, like Cooper Rush just kind of takes away for it. No, no disrespect to Cooper Rush, five and zero oh is the Cowboys starter. Uh, but I mean, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. And you know, the, oh. as they say, the Bills have had this one circled in their calendars for quite some time. And though. no one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. How about it? Um, I hope there's like a hundred points scored. I think, combined. I think the Bills are actually going to take this one for once. And oh, that's, Nikki Q and with the insight. That's just, be- <laughs> that's just because, uh, Kansas City doesn't have the god player Tyreek Hill with a god quarterback at the same time. It's like honestly a cheat code if you're playing Madden at that point. Dude, they got Travis Kelsey. So, they don't need anyone I mean, else. More I mean, Kelsey, Kelsey too. Like Kelsey's phenomenal. Don't forget that Juju Smith's sister is also really good. Yeah, I have him on my fantasy in every single league, and he is underperformed. So, um, I don't know. How man. about you? Want you want to hear some little numbers from our from our guys out in the desert at Point Spread Weekly? Give me some numbers. KC is six and one ATS in their last seven before playing San Fran. So eh, wishy washy stat. Um, but the over is twenty five and one since two thousand for Kansas City at home against shutdown passing defenses yielding less than five point seven uh, yards per play. That's kind of crazy. So definitely gonna fire in the over. I think like it's, it has to be a shootout, right? Because if either team's gonna stick with one another, they have to be able to keep up with the offense. Um, I mean, we're looking at the line across the board right now in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm seeing threes, twos, and two and halves. Um, the threes being at uh, Bet MGM, Bet Rivers, and you know two and a halves everywhere else. So, I mean, I I'm, I have to take the three at home and definitely get on the teaser with the Chiefs because I just this game is going to be a shootout and I think it's going to be close. And it's, like Frank said, how is it not primetime football? This is much-watched television. Yeah, so the primetime game, though, still should be really good, like you did say earlier, uh, Cowboys-Eagles. And it is kind of crazy because, again, uh, the NFC beast is back, the eh. best division in football. <laughs> um Besides the Washington Commanders, of course. Hey now. But hey now. <laughs> quarterback. Uh the two, you know, two teams from the best division right now going at it in prime time. You gotta love it. Uh I think that the Eagles win big. I think yeah. Cooper Rush kinda crashes down to earth in this game. Dude. Last game he did not look good and that last game was won by the defense. Um Cooper Rush has played really well. Again, not taking anything away, but last game he was poo poo. I think it's going to be a typical Cowboys point scorer in garbage time. Um, Philly at home, they're no, they come out hot. They came out hot last week. Um, probably just get a big lead in the second, you know, first half, build off of it in the second, and then kind of just let the defense play. And they they win the game in the trenches, dude. Like their defensive line is ridiculous. Cooper Rush has yet to face an adversary such as their own um, in the NFL yet. And I just I don't really see how they're gonna do it, but um, crazy number though. Dallas is seven and zero ATS in in their last seven versus the NFC East. So you know they're getting six That's right now. I see, um, and they're on a seven and two run ATS against Philly. But it, you know all all trends are are known to turn around. So this could be Eagles' time to uh, kind of rewrite the narrative and 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 put some numbers on the board. 
All right. I know you want to uh, talk about your survivor pools, Jared. You still alive or what? In one league, one I league? lost. So, uh, so I was in two, uh, and I lost one. So I'm completely out. By, uh, by what are we at now? Week five. Week five. Yeah. So uh, week five, and I'm still alive. It's week yeah. five, and I'm still alive. What, so what, out in one what? league, and I'm still in one league. So, um, so yeah. What are you thinking? Oh man, dude, this is a tough week. The last few weeks have just been sweaty and ridiculous. I had the the Packers two weeks ago. That was that was awful. And then uh last week I went with um the Bills against the Steelers. I was a rocking chair winner. Um I know I was texting Frank about that. I was nervous, thought I was overthinking. But I mean, dude, this week is there's like I mean, I've already used the Rams, they're a big home favorite. And the Colts are the other home favorite. I've already used the Packers, can't use them. I'm not using the Browns against the Patriots. So I feel like I'm I'm kind of boiled down to a few choices, which is the Niners on the road against the 5-0 and ATS Falcons. Um, so scary number because it's short and they are so good against the spread. But, I mean, dude, I just trust Shanahan. You know, he's a better coach. They're a better outfit. You know, I obviously think they're going to win the game. I've already bet the spread. So probably top of mind for me would be them right now. Um, I mean, the Buccaneers are eight and a half, uh, point favorites, but, um, I don't know. I'm just a little, little scared of the spot. They did, they weren't as dominant against Atlanta last week as we all thought they were going to be. And Mike Tomlin is so good at home as a dog. So that game kind of scares the shit out of me. Um, so I might, you know, relax the wind of my sails for say for that choice. But again, like those are your two, you know, solid home favorites that jump off the board. You know, you can't really use a good team like the the Chiefs or the Bills that I have alive because they're playing against one another, and that's a coin flip. Um, and then I don't like to play division games, but I usually like to have a home team. So right now I'm also leaning towards the Eagles to win against the Cowboys. Um, but I just gave you those huge numbers with the with the ATS and whatnot in favor of Dallas. Um, so, yeah, I you know, I mean, Chargers at home, but – would how mad would I be if the Chargers just fuck up per usual, you know, in, in a huge prime time spot coming in Tuesday morning? So, um, just to say, every time I look at the schedule, I have an anxiety attack. I, I hear you. I hear that. <laughs> I need to. I need to make it two more weeks to lock in a profit. If I can make it to week six, I can hedge and at least you know push. And then if I can make it two more weeks, I can make money out of this contest. So I say you take Jags. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, okay. Well, before we uh, before we hit locks of the week, I know Eli has our fantasy update. Yeah, it was a big week for fantasy for a lot of people. I know we have uh, anytime you got those prime time scores like Travis Kelsey, um, there are victims, and I am a two time victim of Travis Kelsey this week. Um, a lot of scoring this week on a lot of fronts, a lot of weird games, just a lot going on. So we'll just jump right into it. I ended up losing in a close one to Sags this week. The dynamic on Monday night was myself down 23 with Patrick Mahomes and Dan Carlson against Sags, 23-point lead, and Travis Kelsey. When your quarterback throws every single touchdown to their guy, you lose. So I lost. Congrats, Sags. You beat me. Well done. Uh, Kyle, remember the tight ones losing to Nick buck 52 out of Nick. That's back to back at a hundred. I believe if I remember correctly, but, uh, yeah, we love to see that represent for the podcast. Unlike Jared, who's uh, <laughs> 5, 98, nope, 89.68 to your boy juice buck 29. Frank, the tank said it himself, dude, 
he's fake champ. I mean, we expect it. Hey, in my have... defense, in my defense, I also have the most points against in the whole league. You know, no, so I feel that. I have a work my week, league. It's my weak little feeble excuse for I having a, a bad team. No, that's fair. I have a work league. I have 100 more points against than second most points against. So just do the numbers in your own head. It's terrible. Third logger Walsh uh, still didn't fix his name, but he beat Stefan by 23. Tony Gawk beating Troy Naden in the toilet bowl, 98-71. to 71. <laughs> And then Tyler finally got his first win against Arverio and Frank at a buck 40 against 112. Just for the record, Frank, he beat you already going into Monday, and this man cheered for every Devontae catch. Like, his life depended on it. I love it. Coming in at one and four. I love it. Oh, dude. I'm playing Tyler absolute. this week. You want to talk about the toil bowl? There chaos, it is. <laughs> bro. Dude. Pure chaos. Was that all the games? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, there it is. Um, our fantasy update for the Lunch Beers League. And then moving on to our locks of the week. So, uh, I am, have, I've been a big fan of the AFC South lately. I just <laughs> keep betting on it. It's and draw. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and yeah, the Texans with the huge outright, uh, seven point dogs came through with the outright run, uh, outright win. Uh, I think every underdog that I've, uh, won so far have been outright wins, maybe something like that, but I'm going to stick with it. AFC South has been, uh, treating me well. So I'm going to go with the Jags plus two against my personal vendetta team, the Colts. That's my lock of the week. Four and one right now. Hopefully uh, five and one sitting here next week. Ready. I, uh, Browns last week plus three. Uh, outright winner, I, I fully believe. Uh, they played very well. Um, I'm going to double up with you, Frankie, but I'm going to take the money line Jags against the Colts. Colts are just broken, man. Uh, and you want to know who else is a little bit broken? New England. So I'm going to take the Browns again at minus two and a half. So I got two for this week. Browns minus two and a half against the broken-ass New England Pats and the Jags money line against the broken-ass Colts. Let's see what they do. 29 nothing win is broken. Okay. <laughs> Disrespecting uh, the hoodie. Look out, Nick. Yeah, man. Sheesh. In the, in the words of Patrick Mahomes, I'm here. <laughs> I saw a video. I'm here. Oh. I am here. <laughs> I'm taking him against Josh Allen coming off a super explosive week, couple of weeks, but um I just see Pat Mahomes having that edge there. There's a there's a veteran dynamic to Pat at this point. He's been so involved in every upper level game that we've seen in the NFL over a couple of years. So I'm saying the Chiefs plus three against uh the Bills. There's a little bit of a bias in myself that I want to bet on like that game that just explodes i just want to have some fun with it too so keep that in mind don't put anything you know keep that nell net payment don't don't put that on it <laughs> but like you know give it a unit and have some fun drink an extra beer if you're a little stressed out I like that it's hard not to take the chiefs points at home at arrowhead exactly you know I mean? dude like i'm probably riding with you um but you know what we had a good one with the teaser last week sorry about the ambulance if it blew out your ears um <laughs> Four people got stabbed at the win, um, so hopefully Lost. they were all okay. Uh, and that was actually at the same time I was walking on the strip, so um, Jesus, didn't mean to get dark there. But we're going to keep going chalky, um, you know, like drawing an outline on the sidewalk. And we're going to go with the Packers minus one, and we're going to go with the Eagles pick on a six-point teaser minus 120. Um, shout out to Kirk and, and Tom for getting us there last week. Uh, we're three and one. And um, twelve and seven as a group right now. So boys are off to a pretty good start with the NFL season. 
And let's keep it rolling. You know what I'm saying? Crack another one. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, everyone, thank you so very much for listening, watching, wherever you are. Check us out on all socials. That's at LunchBeersPod, P-O-D. Or check us out online at www.LunchBeersPodcast.com. And we will see you next week. See you tomorrow night. Who said that? <laughs>